practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. All right, let's hit it. Chat me back, Mark Cuban. That motherfucker. You got it from us. Welcome to Jerk Practice Podcast, soon to be on the third handle, Mark Cuban, but right now it's just Case. And 90s King, H-Face. 90s King. So we're just on the heels of our last chatback episode, and we've Mm -hmm. had some completely non-developments other than Mark Cuban being the, the, uh, what would you call Mark Cuban? uh, Enterprising Cowboy? Urban enterprising cowboy. I think he would appreciate the the nom de plume, enterprising cowboy. <laughs> I think you should text him right now with you since you got his phone number. I you do. can let us know what that's all about. But he put it out there. I think you should say, "Yo, dog. I think your fucking handle should be enterprising cowboy." I already. I'll reserve it for him on Chatback as one of our Chat primary back. investors. With the king, we gotta do. We gotta get a little logo by it to give you a little value. Crown? Should we go crown? Oh, is he? Uh, uh, crown cow- scepter, cowboy, cowboy hat with shekels. With you know what I mean? It. I don't know. I kind of do, but I don't. So that could be a spicy thing. But it makes I... it premium. It's a premium chat. Ooh, he's got a crown. He's premium chat back, my man. Oh, premium. He's he's behind the paywall. Beyond, he's through the paywall. I'm just saying he gets top status. He's yeah. bringing cash to the table. Moderator. He gets a siren on his head. Uh, for those of you unaware, <laughs> you're going to have to go back and listen to the last episode for our new venture. And it is true. Mark Cuban put out his phone number for uh, Casey. So let's hear what you have to say about this. Apparently, I was reading in an article that on a sports radio talk show, Mark yeah. Cuban was like, yeah, I love I love interfacing with uh, with fans and people and just uh, you know uh, just everyone out there. He's like, I don't take phone calls, I don't do business lunches. He's like, that's a waste of time. If I see somebody calling my phone, I hate it. And I was like, I respect that, Mark Cuban. But then he's like, here's my phone number. If anybody want to te- wants to text me, that's fine. I might not. I most likely won't text you back, but I do text back twenty to thirty random people a day. And he gave his phone number out. How quickly do you think he left that phone in the seat of wherever he was sitting when he said that? Oh, I think he immediately then handed that flip phone over to his assistant and said, yeah, I need you to text 30 people back, which, by the way, sounds like not, uh, I'm pejorative. Not a bad gig. That's a best gig ever. If you're his assistant, you get that text from yeah. me at 1 a.m. I'll take that gig. <laughs> yeah. That's not You're bad. out having fun with your friends, and then your friends are by committee. By committee, you get to respond. Sure. It's no different than like classic Hollywood hierarchy of like, you're a big time producer. You don't read every fucking script that comes across your path. I love that we've broken it down from like, you used to pay someone to read a hundred, not 290 to 100 pages of a script. It's not a book. It's less than a book, but you used to pay someone to read a script for you. Now Mark Cuban is paying someone to read a fucking t- like a fucking text. A text, yeah. Maybe or he's legitimately the urban or the entrepreneur. I was just going to say like did he not get enough fun with Twitter? 
but now he just wants to have a bunch of random numbers come at him with random like that to me is giving me a panic attack it is but twitter is hard for me to handle but at least i can click on someone and then there's like a home base where they can say whatever they they can have their bio and a picture but at least it's not just like 874 dash 377 dash 444 and then you have this crazy like Yo, so I'm outside your house, and I got a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> what about? But what if he let's let let's look at it this way. What if he? Do you think he legitimately has made money off of these schleps coming onto a TV show? And I'm not talking about a salary or whatever he makes. Like, do you think he's found something where he's gone in ten percent and been like, I didn't have to do shit. All I had to do was sit on a TV show that somebody else created, and now I'm yeah, just breaking it. So why wouldn't he just circumvent and be like, all these all these guys that aren't on the show, they can just shoot, shoot me a text. Gonna get uh, a lot. I of, would say get a lot of a because uh, it is a major network owned by a major corporation that pays thousands of people to keep <laughs> nutcases away from anyone. <laughs> That's why he goes on a show and he puts on this persona of like. Yeah, man, I'm the I'm the biggest shark in the tank, and I'll take a bite <laughs> out of a good idea, like a big old shark. Right. He doesn't want you to fucking. He's having brunch with his girlfriend, and you're like, "Hey, hey, Mark Cuban!" <laughs> like it's a fucking Price Is Right, and you just bring him. Like he doesn't want that. Right. But nobody wait. wants that. But- I think like I think it's really lame like promotion for his show for him to be like, yeah, man, this is my phone number. I'm so into good ideas and taking a bite out of them. I love that. I'm giving him this like tagline. Now. I don't think Mark Cuban has ever said, I'd like to take a bite out of that. Not yet. But I'll text him. <laughs> this takes him the entire podcast. Like, He's like, wait a bl- minute. Wait a minute. I asked for ideas and I'm just become his marketing guy. I was like, here's the deal. You're the entrepreneurial cowboy. Just text him a link to every single podcast. Just just... kill his data with like an hour and a half of us talking about Jason. I love the idea of him being concerned about his data. Or, you know, he'd be lying to me. Be like, hey, man, just my data is, you know, he is so rich. He would. I know. what You You know what I mean? Like, it's that one thing. He's like, because he was like a cell phone guy, like a data guy. So I still feel like he. Oh, was he? Is a, a little. I think that's how he made his thing. Was like he had one of like the early, cell phones. I am such an idiot. So he's a tech guy. I literally thought he had. He's like a tech a, guy. I thought. I thought. I, was, I thought he like improved basketballs. Like I thought he. Came- <laughs> No, he's like fucking the Napster dude. Oh, God. Oh. And then he bought a basketball team, and now he pretends he knows a lot about business. He does. I can't, I can't like, listen to me. I have long hair and a fat dad bod, and I'm like, right. he doesn't know anything about business. Right, right, right. Oh, well, then maybe. But, like, uh, so I he would be annoyed by tech because, A, I think it was cell phones that had, or MP3 players, something. He was like. The early thing, and then he sold it for a shit ton of money. Right. Just it like may have been like be. sports betting or something, but so for all of you out there listening, I want I want your I have the text that I sent him. No response. Text yet. Mark Cuban. Text Mark. Listen Cuban. to the JPP. 
And to ask, uh, you tell me if this is not a, not a professional sounding text that deserves a chat back. It, it. There's no, there's no, there's no fluff here. Here we go. Capitalize on millennial nostalgia and the growing distrust of social media platform giants. It's called Chatback, a throwback to the chat rooms of 20 years ago. Create a handle and sign up. The user will receive a daily alert about when the chat will take place and what the topic will be. Chat will be disposable in the last 60 minutes. Get a buzz going and the dollar sign dollar sign potential is unavoidable. <laughs> That's take, what I love. Take the care. Dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part was the dollar sign dollar sign. Because it's so good. And like, and I'm not saying the dollar sign dollar sign takes away from it at all. <laughs> it's just like you're like speaking to that was a whisper. If you could have put like whisper dollar sign dollar sign. <laughs> now that I'm reading it, it is a little bit like for a guy that purports himself as like I've seen the show a little bit. You know what? It's actually I genuinely haven't seen it a lot, but from what I've seen. It's not the worst show I've ever seen. I know the idea is like, we're sharks, we hit a, I want to take a bite. But like, uh, there has been, they're like, what does this bring? Like, I've heard Mark Cuban say like, I, I've i made my money. What does this bring into the right. world? Yeah. And as I read the text, it's basically like, here's how we can deceive people out of dollar sign, dollar sign. Capitalize on nostalgia. Dollar sign, dollar sign. It takes nothing. All I'm saying is you pitched him something. He's a man with means and connections. Like I'm with you. I don't watch Shark Tank because it it I I feel like a caveman. Right. It which is fitting because it reminds like I I watch Shark Tank and I think of those commercials where it's like the the inventor's commercial where it's like oh, invent yeah. right and the logo is the, the caveman with the wheel. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, you invent things and you call someone. <laughs> And give them your ideas. And it was like, it boggles my mind. So I can't enjoy Shark Tank because I would rather win quick money fast with with dummy, dummy knowledge. Like not like years of work and like a portfolio and like market research. Like they're actually pitching business professionals like actual like acum. It's not just like someone calls us up tomorrow and goes, Hey, JPP, you guys are on Shark Tank in two weeks. Like, and we show up and then do a sketch. Do chat back. You and I can both. It's not the gong show. (laughs) But get this, get this. Uh, That commercial confounded me as well, but they made an extended commercial and you might remember this. Do you remember the one actual invention that got made via that company or that commercial? Because oh, that that could uh, that Inventech that could uh, maybe uh, lower your standards a little bit. It literally should have been like a Mister Show thing. Because was the, it the Baconator thing? No, no, no. It was the most also the most complicated, <laughs> stupid thing, <laughs> impractical thing. It was called like. The cooler strap. And all it oh was. Oh my was God, it was the cooler strap. <laughs> it was Holy shit. Skinny, sharp, not sharp, but you know, like that vinyl like <laughs> strap that you, bet you tighten your straps on your book bag with. Totally yeah. uncomfortable. Just skinny, like G string skinny. Oh, no. No, and then no, you no. just saw yeah. this guy heave a 50 pound Coleman into these straps, wrap it on like he was 
you know, putting on a like parachute. a solly wrap. It's yes. a solly wrap for for coolers. And then you just saw this guy like lug it on as it's digging oh, into his no, shoulders. No, 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 that's for fools. <laughs> a dumb dad knows. Or like you just described it, I was like, it's hurting my shoulders. It's hurting my back. I would rather lug that with my oh, yeah. bare. Weak man forearm and lower back strength. <laughs> Put a cooler on your back. Oh, my God. But to, like, strap it. I was like, I got a diaper bag. I got my fucking luggage. That's like the dumb dad gift your wife gets you for Christmas. Like, we went to the beach and I saw you having trouble with the cooler. And they're just like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> you know what my actual gift would be? No more beaches. <laughs> just exactly like letting me swim into the ocean and never return. Suicide. Okay. <laughs> a passport with someone else's name on it. I just, now I just picture like a really dark <laughs> sketch where like. Uh, you... See, that's where I'm going with it. It was like the Mr. Show angle is like it's an awkward cooler strap that also just has another identity in it. So you can just disappear. Right. I, or I, I was picturing the Christmas gift where it's like. The excited dad runs down the stairs and the wife's waiting for him and he's about to pick up a gift and it's like, like shakes it. And she's like, no, 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 no. You have to open this one first. And he opens it and it's just a pack of 22 caliber bullets. You see a little <laughs> tear come out of his eye because he knows it's just so dark. <laughs> gets pieces of a gun and then the bullets over the course of birthdays and Christmases. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I also, on the lighter side, was picturing a sort of like old school, like little orphan Annie, like decoder ring kit and like just a bunch of dads on CB radios, like using decoder messages. Like, oh, man. Talking about how their back hurts. Just a ham And they're bad gifts. That's how you take that sketch out of dark. Was like, oh, did you get a handle this year? Yeah, I got the barrel. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, or like the anniversary gifts, right? That's like a, that's a genuine, that could be broken down as a Shecky Green punch joke. Like, right, for my first anniversary, my wife only gave me the trigger. It's not till the 10th anniversary where I got to get to put a bullet in my neck, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) The shakiest, darkiest Catskills comedian. (laughs) Just a tepid applause. (laughs) The keyest neck. They're like, oh, that that dad, that that guy hates You're right. When you said neck, I was like, suicide. Thank you, Hans. It's the perfect. Like, cause the head is too, and then you're also sort of like, you get into the narcissism of it. And it was like, I'll just go neck. I still so put my high shirt on it. I still hear, I still get like goosebumps when I think about like the, like suicide by knife get makes like, so I remember, um, this is just along dark, but along the same lines as that neck, it's like. Do you remember when we were living in Minneapolis and we heard um, Elliot oh, Smith yeah. committed suicide? It's like, oh, that's, that's too yeah. bad. But it wasn't – like soon after those words got out of my mouth, they're like, yeah, he stabbed himself in his heart. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, that's 
Well, that's hard work. You wanted it. You wanted <laughs> you know, exactly. It. That's a. That's oh yeah. It ain't stopping him. Because he's going for it. When's the last time you tried to get a, a splinter out? You know, a deep one. You got to dig in there. No, you got to go like. Just the whole like even back then, but even like, you know, like as an early twenties, you're like, oh man, he must have really been in pain. And now as an older person, I was like, he was so in pain. He, like he worked. Like that's a work. Oh, it's yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's dark. Like that's a saw. Like that's like. I I sawed my own head off. <laughs> right. That's uh well you hear uh, what was it? There was, oh no. There, so this can lighten it up and it's along the same lines. This is the this is why to me Andy Kaufman is I could still, parlay a sad story into SNL or Well, this is right there. You can parlay this and we link it. This is an Andy Kaufman bit that he used to do. Um so uh uh, I can condense it. So he used to do these crazy shows on stage and he did this at his Christmas spectacular at um, the Carnegie hall. And what he would do is he actually was friends with this guy. He met him early in his career. Um, and they created a story. And this was the guy who played Tony uh, in the film version yes. of West side story. Yep. 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 And this guy famously had, could not sing famously could not sing, had a promising career up until this movie and then everybody in the movie caught flack for not singing their own parts for lip syncing while uh, Natalie Wood skirted by. It didn't like ruin her career. It just it it like crashed this guy's career. He just couldn't get away from it. And that being said, like she got the, murdered on a boat by she, yeah, Christopher Walken. She, yeah, she got Christopher Walken tied a, a stack of scripts to her toe and drowned her. But um, so. And when I say ruin his career, he just didn't become this megastar he was projected to be. He was fine. So Andy Kaufman meets him. Of course, Andy Kaufman knows all these kind of people on the fringe, and it's great. They hit it off. So he's like, you need to come on my show, and we need to do a bit where I found you in the gutter, and I let you live in my basement, and I thought you were doing better. So he would come on stage, and Andy would be like, hey, this is so-and-so. And he would tell him stories like, He's working his way back into show business. He's doing better. And then he'd come out and he'd go. They'd start to sing a song from West Side Story. And then he would pull um, a can of beans out and take the lid off. And then he had like a fake blood packet. And he'd pretend to cut his own throat with (laughs) a bean can (laughs) lid. And then he'd fall down dead. And then like the, the... crowd would kind of be silenced and then Andy Kaufman would put on his I think it was a turban or whatever and he'd start to like bring him back to life which is just such a crazy it's out there it's such a roundabout bit but because didn't a dude from SNL cut his neck with the bean can lid that's right fucking like Joey Rocket Uh, oh god this is so crazy because this guy was from Dumb and Dumber Hold on, hold on, hold on. The bean can lid is Dumb and Dumber. This guy just pretended to slit his own throat. And I was thinking, I'll let you, I don't want to jump on you. I was no. thinking about him this week. And you know why. Tis the season, I think. Tis the season. Bean Sorry. can season, I think. So it's bean can season. So take my story and replace it with a, an everyday knife. And now, Casey, will you tell you this story about, was his name 
Johnny Rocket, Donnie Because it was something Rocket. Because he was the, 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 the hunky bad guy in Dumb and Dumber. He's in a few films, but his, yeah. His mm. big thing was he was on SNL and right, he got fired because he said fuck. Was yes. that, that was, was that's correct, right? So he, he was like, ah, up and coming. He's a, he's a Gil Gillis. The, the original Gil Gillis. Except he didn't say anything racist. He, so the story behind him, he was the first cast member. His name was Charles Rocket. Charles, uh, Charlie Rocket. Charlie Rocket. And he, again, he was this rising star. He got on SNL. And he, the reason I think he really got fired and it was a big scandal because nobody would really gotten fired from SNL before. He was the first, so that was a big deal too. You fired for conduct or whatever. Um, yeah. But he... Sh- how, how rough is that to be the first guy yeah. fired for conduct and you dropped an F-bomb? So, but wait, that this is what the story is, is that he was fired for quote-unquote F... FC, FEC, FCC, whatever it is. Violations. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, in my opinion, is Lauren Michaels was like, nah, nah, that's not funny. You weren't, you couldn't land a joke. So you thought dropping an F-bomb would save it. And it was yeah. just too little too late. And you fucked me and I got fine. And I got to deal with this shit. Like, cause it was the end of the show and he did something and it was just like a straight up on purpose. I'm going to be that got guy it. to say fuck like it was right. like i want to tot- connect with the audience you know that i know this sucks i'm gonna say fuck because mm-hmm. it's happened since then but it's been a genuine like slip and nobody's been reprimanded for it so casey so that's the backstory he gets fired from snl and pretty and it was early early 80s snl um he kind of disappears for a long time and then slowly mm-hmm. he makes his way basically in these little roles although that was a decent role in dumb and dumber but smaller mm-hmm. roles i would say that's what he's most iconic for unless you're a comedy nerd that's and know I that know right. i don't remember him from snl i remember him from like later reading that snl book and yep. being like holy shit he was on snl and holy shit he committed like slit his own throat in a car so what happened like is, Hank Williams style? Yeah, yeah, what happened is we were literally like handing that book around like it was old your dad's old hustlers. Me, yeah. you, Johnny O'Donnell, it like made the rounds. And it was like basically kind of up in the ether. We had read about that, so we were all up to date. And then it actually happened. And we saw mm-hmm. it in the news. We're like, holy shit. That guy, he fucking slit his own throat with a tin can lid in a fucking cornfield. Uh, doing like yeah. community theater in Mich in Saskatchewan, Michigan, or something. <laughs> and it, you know what? That's what's crazy is just keep doing the theater. The guy People a, love you. Yeah, they really did. I thought he was awesome in Dumb and Dumber. I Why did not? Too. He was perfect. So you didn't have that. Most people that were in your cast didn't that didn't get didn't fired. Didn't do anything. St- didn't even do what you're doing now. You know what I mean? So you shit the bed, but I was... Was he in the cast before Downey Jr. and, uh... He was um, in... Yes. Anthony fucking Michael what's his Hall. name? Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall. So he was... He might have not even been under Lauren Michaels. With Quaid and then, uh... He, oh, he might have been... Yeah. Yeah. I think he was in the cast with Quaid, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Christopher Guest, um... Billy Crystal. 
May yeah, because that's when uh, I can't think of his he, name they, now. He may have been a pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like he lasted just a, such a short period of time. Um, yeah, SNL does have like SNL was always trying to pull Shenan like they were trying to pull a Mark Cuban. They're like, all right, it's not working. Let's actually bring in name comedian. Like, what a weird thing to think about right. SNL as right. Like, it's like the dream like, team. It's the Olympics. That'd be SNL right now going. You know what? I don't think this season's working. Let's bring in. Uh, now I can't think of people that haven't been on SNL. But all right, let's bring in Bill Burr. Uh, let's bring in Joe I'm just Rogan. Trying to think of, <laughs> <laughs> no, like or bring in like young like. And then there's let's that. bring in the uh, young guy from or let's bring in Chris Hemsworth. Let's and like, a, let's bring it. Like, Channing he's not even Tatum. young enough. Are we making Hunk <laughs> SNL cast? Making our uh... <laughs> oh, Hunk. Oh man, you get away with Hunk. Channing Tatum would be amazing on SNL. Of course he would. We got Channing Tatum. Maybe bring in uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Tay Diggs. Okay, <laughs> hey guys, take it easy. <laughs> you know, Lauren's in the room when he's like, "Hey, can we?" Uh, from the back of the room, he's, he just walks in and goes, "Yeah." Um. Tay Diggs. Oh, I, I think Lauren just said we need to get Tay Diggs. Wait, no, no, no. That would be if uh, that would be the perfect poll. If he's like, I got two new um, casting guys here. They're gonna they're gonna kind of tweak our cast a little bit. And then Lauren comes in. It's just we're of course his casting guys. He just comes in and we've transformed the uh, writing room into uh, into a steam room, and it's just us sitting there with all these hunks. <laughs> Taking we're a like, bit. we got uh, we got your new cast. Uh, we got old Channing. You got John Cena. <laughs> the Rock. You got Channing Tatum. <laughs> it would probably, it would be the best season ever. But we got to get, and then we need a hunky babe. We got to have uh, Stallone's old wife. <laughs> Stallone's old wife. Old Red Sonia. <laughs> I can't think, I'm, I'm struggling to get her name. I, I know it's uh it's reductive. Uh, I can't think of her name either. Ah, God damn it. And she was awesome in Creed 2 as well. Uh, oh, really? I didn't see Creed 2. She was in that, huh? It's good. Yeah. Oh, here's a pivot. You know what I did see today? It's hmm. a little film called Project Grizzly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Case, you want to fill uh, you want to fill our listenership in on a, a little piece of joy work that everyone must enjoy. It is and it's free. on... It is free. It is it is a probably seventy minute documentary. Yep. Completely produced by the Canadian Broadcast Company. This is can Canadian content, CBC. It is it is filmed. This is film. Oh yeah. It is lush. It is plush. It is called Project Grizzly, and it's possibly. A story about the single greatest Canadian <laughs> outside fucking I and fucking Michael J. Fox. Like I can't. No. I wish there was a mythic Canadian I could think of, like Odin. Like that's <laughs> what this. Yeah, he's a fucking buckskin a clad Og- Odin. I think my description to Hans was like he's like a Canadian Patrick Swayze, and. And you're not far off as well. He is Canadian's own Mark Borchard. He is This is so Canadian movie. Canadian. It is fucking amazing. 
Uh, 92. I, I pinpointed it at 92. The, the film was sh- uh, shot in about 1992. It is also the reason I know about it is because our uh, jerk practice member, Mitch Rose, told me about it because he found out about it because he had seen the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and loved it. So he went down a rabbit hole of like researching movies that Quentin Tarantino loves and had influenced him. So this documentary was on a list of at what? one time Quentin Tarantino's was like, this is my favorite documentary I've ever seen. I am amazed by that, but I'm not just because what you described and how beautiful it is. Here's the, uh, it looks good. Yeah. The dialogue, I'd say dialogue, but their conversation is so it's Quentin Tarantino. If he was like an Oshucks Canadian, right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Um, I think, uh, well, we haven't really set it up well, without we'll the lead. So basically, the, it's called, I, we, I set the table, it's called Project Grizzly, and it's about a man who gets money from the Canadian government to build what he describes as an anti-grizzly suit of armor. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, and it, you're like, sort of, why would you need that? Why, why just, like, stay away from grizzlies? doesn't there's you don't just just follow us on this ride yeah so this was his name troy i uh, believe it's Tr- i think it's troy think it it's is troy. troy so it opens up on him he's got a buckskin coat with frilly tassels on it just boots with the puffy fur like what yep. how do you mountaineer boots or whatever and he's out in this open field and he's just like all right, so this here is where it happened, okay? Uh, I'm looking out front. I'm looking out back. By the way, he's got two giant knives, shoulder knives. He's got shoulder, shoulder knife knives. And then a hip knife, oh, which yeah. you'll find out why <laughs> later. So he describes how out of nowhere a grizzly, a grizzly popped out, eh? And I'm tossed back on my back but i got a rucksack on my back so i can't lay all the way down so i'm just propped up looking at this grizzly and i saw his wizened gray beard so what i do is i associate things with 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 names i give them so i don't have to say the thing it actually is so i give it a name so i see that beard and he's got a very rare gray (laughs) helm on his chest so i say hey you're the old man and now I'm looking for the old man, okay? And I'm not going to let down the old man. So he fucking decides to build a grizzly-proof suit. Because he does, he has, like, Hans was saying, like, he he tells you this story where he's, like, propped on his back. And he's like, I'm staring down at him. I see his old gray chin. And I look in these dark brown eyes. And all I can think is to say, it's an old man. <laughs> so I call him the old man. And Hans mentioned his knives, and he has this fucking colloquial phrase where he's like, so I take out my my knives, and I was like, what is it, fucking, sure as, sure as God made green apples, old man, <laughs> you come for me, I'm going to stick these pig stickers in your ass. He is, so here's, he's amazing. Just full of, desktop calendar for Troy. 
So he does. The suit is incredible. So the next shot, basically, you see is a suit that looks like a fucking transformer, and all it's, you see, yes. all you hear, it's is, a GoBot. All you armor. hear is go, and it's just this suit, uh, ostensibly with somebody sitting in it, and then these two guys just up in a tree and Home Alone style, fucking. they just let go of a fucking hundred pound log, and it fucking smokes <laughs> this suit. Log at him. So he encounters a grizzly and is like, my life's flashing before my eyes. It's me or you. If you bite me, I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. And then he builds this suit. And all he chooses to do for the rest of his life is build suits. And as Hot said, get his bros to fucking hit him in the chest with fucking Ewok logs. Oh, and fucking bats and rocks and... He walks. So also, Casey, the difference between what I noticed this film and American movie is yeah. a type of awareness or involvement. Like clearly Troy, like there are such beautiful, ridiculous shots in this where he's trying to look cool that clearly the yes. director's like, I'll go with that now. Because I don't think the direct I think the director is in earnest here, whereas I think they are an American movie, too. But they're also aware like. Whoa, no. we have some comic This movie gold. has cuts in it that are fucking hilarious. Like, they edit this movie, not a lot. Like, they don't do yeah, a lot of yeah. edits for gags, but there are moments in this fucking movie where Hans has talked about the knives, and he explains, like, here's the thing when you're up in the woods. The thing you ain't afraid of, like the old man. Of course you need to be ready for the old man. But the reason I got a knife here. And he pulls this knife out of his shoulder and he describes it. And it's like a type of knife. He's like, it's skinny. It's a light one. You can throw it. And then the one on my hip. Oh, it's an old Bowie knife. Old Jim Bowie. It's a cutter. It's a thing. Because when you're up in the woods, the thing you ain't afraid of is something on four legs. What you're afraid of is something on two. <laughs> and then he talks about this knife he has on his shoulder. And he's like, you got to have it light. He's like, the reason I don't have a gun is because a gun can backfire. You can drop a gun, but a knife. And he like does this knife work. And he's like, because you need to throw it. And he's like, I'm good for about 10 to 15 feet. And he's like, and he tries to demonstrate. And he's talking about it. And they do a cut. And he fucking, yeah. This fucking knife flies into a tree and they cut back and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, <laughs> but I know if a man would come and he's just like talking about murdering a man in the woods, like the Canadian woods, so these men he, in these woods, um, uh, you need an anti-man suit. He also, one aspect we're not talking about is these guys are, are he, he are His high friends. school level, high school level of cool that they still think is cool they all still smoke cigarettes hard but there's like a oh, scene that all cigarettes and yeah. there's so many things you're like you don't need to be doing that they're sitting at a fire and all of a sudden he picks this burning log out of the fire and he's got a cigarette in his mouth and it, this log is smoldering and he puts his face next to the log to light a cigarette for zero reason. He's got a light. He's got five knives on. He's got a lighter. I was like, this guy for his cool points. And this is where I'm getting at, Casey, with my all-time favorite shot. There might be two of them. But they go and this guy is – they're doing welding on the suit. And so all of a sudden around the corner, 
it's like a um uh like a lift or a pitchfork lift and he's mm-hmm. on it leaning down like uh hand on his chin and the suits behind him and this forklift is moving him and it turns the corner and then all of a sudden click somebody starts like welding or cutting and these sparks are in front of him and they're just wheeling him yeah. through these sparks and it's so it's like self-aware. It's, it's like so he's fucking Goldberg perfect. and it's fucking 1998. Yes, that's what it is. It's like an entry into a fight. The other thing is with the knife is he comes out and this is also with like, these are hard drinking, hard, well, hard beer drinking, hard oh, smoking yeah. Canucks. He comes out of his tent one night or one morning and his eyes, I was like, this guy's got pink eye, but he's just like, been sleeping one off and for no reason he is perfectly clean shaven already the next cut is him at a mirror hanging on the tree shaving himself very awkwardly with one of his knives (laughs) (laughs) no that's what there were so many good cuts in the movie because as we were talking about it's called project grizzly because this guy his life's work is making an anti grizzly suit so early on, we do the introduction, and do you remember the like quick, the quick edit of the early suits? Because Hans described it like it looks like a, a cosplay suit of a transformer. Absolutely, like, it is, it is thick. just like yeah. PVC, chicken yep. wire, rubber. You can't move. You look like Mitch described it. He's like you look. He looks like a robot from the fifties, and he moves <laughs> yes. like that. Just yes, this, like it has the dome no. Head. No knee movement. No, it's just waste. So you just shimmy and shift. Yep. But they do a cut where they show his early suits and they look like like combat suits. He looks Techno like the ball. master general from like. It looks like robot uh, football like, players. Yeah. And they just show it. And each cut he's got more and he's getting hit with a log or someone's hitting him with a bat and then it builds and the suit gets bulkier and bulkier and more stiff. And then it kind of builds to this beautiful crescendo as he's describing the suit where he's just standing on a ridge. And then you just see a foot come out oh, and kick him right in the <laughs> yes. ass. And he just falls down a cliff. How many times did you see them testing the suit? We're like, oh, somebody's fucking dead in there. Like those falls yeah. down those cliffs were... Insane. And he didn't he didn't jump. He never jumped, no, which no. I always thought was like Mitch pointed that out to me. And I when we watched it and I was like, you're right. He never fucking jumped. Someone always pushed him or kicked him. So I was always like, because he's such a man, he's such a fucking dude. He was like, if I die in the suit and I jump, it's suicide. But if you kick me, it's manslaughter. Oh, that's so, that's tougher forever. Right you know on. what I mean? Like he never jumped, but he was just like, you can tell him we was in combat because he's that guy. He's just like, let's fucking, I'm going to fight. How many ways, and I don't know if you can even count them on two hands and they're beautiful shots, but how many different forms of transportation do you think they could have used to bring that suit into the shot. Oh god, they helicopter. Had a helicopter. Uh, like you said a forklift. Forklift. Uh truck. Uh, truck. Um dragged by horses possibly. They talked yeah. about um um the big metal magnet thing at a junkyard. Oh, that's right. Just to for like no I was like to just testing it for magnet magnetization. They think I god 
this country's so fucked up. Like, do you know what we could do with a little government artist grant? If that guy can get obviously enough money to support a crew for a while to make Project Show Grizzly this fucking a beautiful movie to Trump? piece of art. Yeah. We'll get some anti-Canadian armor, people. I'm the first one. Send it to Cuban. I'm going anti-Canadian armor. No, it's, yeah, don't build a wall. Build wall suits. <laughs> Suit, build suits of armor. Just wall suits. And that's giving no, Americans so... jobs, too, because they have to be in the suits. It's so good. He's so earnest. He cares so much. Like, there's a scene where he's doing, like, Tai Chi karate. Stop and, it. Yeah. And yes. The, and the thing is, he doesn't. Like, Ash and Mitch and I were talking about it afterwards. And Mitch made the joke. He was like, two of my favorite documentaries have to do with Grizzlies. Yeah. And I was like, because this guy doesn't want to kill Grizzlies. He doesn't want to fight. Like, he doesn't want to fight a Grizzly. He literally just wants to be attacked by a Grizzly. So I was like, how funny is it that... Grizzly Man and Project Grizzly, if you could have swapped those two men out in some sort of like multi, if we could go, if Beetle could go multi right. and swap those two guys out, they'd both be so happy. That's a good Because point. the guy in Project Grizzly just existed very happily with Grizzlies. There was a scene earlier in the movie where he's like at a zoo and there's like a grizzly snorting through the cage and he's smelling his buckskin jacket. He's like, oh, you smell that old buck, eh? Yeah, you can't take right. a bite out of me. And it's just like the Grizzly's just like hugging on him. So um, I don't want to give. So obviously everybody's got a joy work this one. We won't give the ending away. Yeah. Other than it's just it's a little it won't get the anyway. So I can I, give you the ultimate ending. That's not in the documentary. Oh, are you talking about the videos that are where Troy Herdeby? His name is Herdebees. Troy, Troy Herdebees. Do you know where Troy is now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, do yeah, I do. Yes. So I clicked Sadly. on the video, and Troy looks the same. We didn't even mention high and tight, high and tight on the haircut. Yeah, no, we didn't not mention sideburn in sight. The and old some, fucking race racing stripes. <laughs> got some race stripes. These guys all have a very like a little flat top on. Uh, I'd be nervous if I saw these guys and they weren't Canadian. These guys are Canadian sweethearts. Yeah. If you see them like, and you're in like mm-hmm. Mississippi, fucking turn around. But these guys are, yeah, these guys are Canadian country. We'll call it. Troy Herdebeest is like now he aged well, cigarette aged well, but he's like in a one bedroom. So in the movie, God, I'm going all over. In the movie, it seems like Troy does okay for himself he's in the scrap metal game yeah seems to be doing all right having fun with his friends you know 92 20 30 years later he's in a very clear studio apartment asking for asking for funds not to the people watching youtube but to like um big arms manufacturers like uh, lockheed martin he's like lockheed martin you need to see this because he's created like an yeah, ultimate right, carbon composite um, uh, material that he claims can take all these hits and then can go back into form. But it like keeps ramping up and you're just like, 
I think this guy is slipping a bit out of control. Like he's getting really excited. Oh, he's trying to tape things up and hit him with like a hammer. And he's like, no, I'm still messing up the tape. Now I'm getting so excited. But how come I, how come you're not, come on Lockheed. Okay. And he's like, Oh, Troy, I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, he died in a car accident. Oh no. Not even by bear. Not even a bear was driving. This, this is 2000. So he died very recently because this video in 2018. is 2000, this is 2017 car accident. Was it? Um, he should have been wearing that suit, man. I know that's what I said. Mitch described the video to me and I was like, oh, my God, I got to see this fucking video. And he was like, spoiler alert. They don't cover it in the video. Dies in a car accident. Oh, and I was like, oh, fuck. Did he ever? No. Yep. Did he ever get the grizzly in the 30 year lapse? that we see from project grizzly to the great, the, the old man in the sky came for him. That's the only grizzly he ever saw. Hey, old man. It's fucking just, I just picture like an antiquated version of heaven where St. Peter's like, says this suit comes. <laughs> he, can't like, he's like, he has to get from behind his podium and like kind of help maneuver him to get into the pearlies. Like, God damn it. We didn't approve the suit. <laughs> His suit was so good, it sucked on Earth, but everybody in heaven has a suit, and everything takes way too long. Yeah. Every... <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe. So, it's just like Jesus. We're all non-believers, but Troy heard a beast. Until that suit. It's, it, Try and hoist it that may suit not have worked, on a cross. It, who knows if it works well on bears? Works great on uh, Satan spawn. They didn't try crucifixion. They did everything. He fucking walked through fire. I was sure when they went on a dock, I was like, everything. they're going to fucking push him into fucking the fucking lake. They're, he's gonna, the he's not going to make it through this one. They had a scene where this truck goes <laughs> under the end of a dock and you him. see the suit. And I was just like, please don't. This documentary is going to end they poorly. do fucking everything to this dude. And he loves his friends. And that's also why I love the movie and why oh, yeah. Hans and I keep referencing uh, American movie because it's the same feel like he's got this crew of believers they don't know much they know Canada they know drinking Molson's and they know their buddy Troy Herdebees is gonna fucking be a grizzly yeah and they have a scene where they're all like hanging it's not even in a bar they're just a, like it's in a, a diner it's a diner like a fast food diner and they're sipping on coffee Smoking and they're eggs. all like Hard nose, like I would assume. I can't say what a lot of them were. I would assume former hockey players. But there's oh, one yeah. fucking dude oh, yeah. who I know was in Vietnam because <laughs> oh, he has the most <laughs> chilling Canadian story about <laughs> passing the time in Vietnam. Do you believe that story? Yes, I have to because I love it so much. <laughs> I do too. But I was I'm like, not gonna spoiler you because it I it blew no, past no, me the first time I watched it. Yeah, but it <laughs> just involves a grenade. And yeah, hanging it out. involves like killing time in um, Canadian style, and then these guys like Troy Herdeby, the it's main character. It's not scary. No one's scared by it. Not even the guy who tells it is. Scared They're by jealous it. of it. I think a lot of yes. them are like, I swear to God, I see that in Troy's face, like. He's just, oh, he he's not guy. in the story. He's just in his head. Like I could have fucking been in Nam. I was made for Nam. Like he's oh praying for Iraq. That reminds me of my, the 
one of there's so many I have so many favorite parts. It's literally the entire thing. But it's close to that scene where they're talking and they're like riffing about his new suit and like the season because getting grizzlies in the attack zone is the old seasonal. Man's territory, eh? The old man, you know, the old man, he's a persnickety fella. Um and one of his buddies, you hear it in the background, you can see it on his face, and he just goes because one of his buddies is like, oh, yeah, I read a thing about the old polar bear. Oh, shit. And they all go, like, oh, yeah, the polar bear, maybe. And you see that look on his face like, the fucking polar bear. I there know. goes another 20 years of my life. He won't use the same suit he no. has nope. to meet a polar bear. He will just throw it in the trash. He says, he says, he's like, no, don't start with me now on that. I'll need a bigger suit. And they all laugh, but you can look in his eyes. And you he's can like, see his eyes. The second he... Gets don't steal my by this grizzly and walks away. <laughs> he's gonna take all these guys. He's gonna take Canada's fucking bankroll <laughs> and go to fucking the Arctic. Oh. And that was my thing. It's like, why didn't you go there first? They're more likely to attack. He's like, I ain't crazy. I'm not crazy. I gave what? him a like, Scandinavian accent. <laughs> why do you th- not crazy? Eh? Why do you think we can? Because it is like. Um, like, so Troy Hurtabies, you know, is like hammering away at, like, he's in like a manic spiral and then he gets in a car accident, unfortunately, but like, he's obviously not doing the best. Like, how come he couldn't capitalize on, uh, Project Grizzly and it's just free on YouTube? Is that a CBC thing? Like, I think it probably has to do, I don't think he had anything to do with it as a subject of a Canadian broadcast. And from what I know about Canadian broadcast, like, it's owned by the state. Oh, yeah. It's owned by everyone. Like, you don't get any gotcha. money from it. You you can, you can say, no, please don't follow me. Right. And but he, also, you're like, I want everyone in Canada to know, like, I'm going to get mauled by a fucking grizzly. And I'm sure... And not late- even fight. That was the thing I loved about it was, nope. like, it had nothing to do with, like subduing or hurting or capturing or defeating a grizzly. He just wanted to get dominated by a grizzly and live. What do you think that suit smelled like? Oh man. That best part was like, anytime that suit came off, motherfucker had a cigarette in his mouth. And he has, that's that's one of the best. I bet he had a cigarette in that suit. He, he these guys were basically apostles. There was that one scene where, he like walks through fucking fire and they take the hat off him, which is on a big hinge, which is amazing. Takes the helmet, hinges it to the side and he's about to say something. And a guy just, the, he's has a men, mm-hmm. uh, a mentee. What is it? He's mentoring someone. Cause this kid looks just like him. Only yeah. 10 years younger, same sideburns, same yeah. haircut. Like, um, just runs up and throws a cigarette in his mouth and lights it. And he's like, it's like, well, now I can't talk to the camera with the smoke in my mouth, eh? And the guy oh, takes it out, and he blows it out, and he goes, yeah, but that's just, good, eh? And it's just like, it's this is like, amazing. We've talked a lot about, it's so, like, literally every second of this thing is... Worth your time. I, I love it. You And that's the thing, like, if you, I understand if you don't like it, but if you are like us, I was like, this is everything. This is for you, yeah. Like, you can't... I was like, they need to make a movie of this. And I was like, you cannot because it, it won't be 
interesting enough. It won't be funny enough. It just is this thing. It can only be this thing. And let me be clear. This is hilarious because this guy is humanity to the nth degree. And so I'm not making fun of him because I oh, enjoy no. I love passion. Him. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And people that are over, over, oh, overly passionate or just super passionate. Yeah. Perhaps it's super niche that that makes it funny. It just makes for perfection because this guy does his own thing. So it's hilarious. But I fucking love this guy. He cares. He's so good at what he does. He like I made the I didn't make the joke. I just told you they do a scene where it's like snowing and he like Tony Stark, except Tony Stark doesn't do like, yeah, it looks like, like the Iron Man moves like he's just like stretching and doing Tai Chi outside as in the forest as it's snowing in front of his own anti bear Iron Man suit. And you laugh, but you're like. Motherfucker like is fit, knows what he's doing. He made this suit. He's got a camera crew. He's got a crew of people. Like, you can laugh at him, but like, what are you fucking done? Right. You wanna laugh at this guy wearing um uh what is it, long johns and, and watching in the himself of get field. hit in the face with a log a log trap. <laughs> yeah. But he's the one who said, No, put that log up there. It hit me <laughs> in the face. That that guy has the ball. This was a Giant, this looked like a fake movie. It's fake. Prank. It looks fake. Like, it looked because this guy, like, for example, if you didn't have a suit on and this happened to you, it would rip your torso from your legs. It was the real yes. deal. It's a log fucking hit. legitimate, like <laughs> we say, Ewok <laughs> log trap. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know it is a fucking log of a fucking hundred year old tree hitting this dude square in the fucking chest. And the first thing he does when his fucking bros lift him up, they rip that fucking hat off him. He goes, oh, and they put a he puts a fucking cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> the first thing he does. Oh, it is. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is. thank God. I, that was the best part. He goes, oh, thank God I had a mouth guard in. That's what he, he didn't says. have a mouth that's guard. He, says. he didn't have. A, he, he had wadded oh, up paper right. towels. And he Next was like, all right, he... that was a good second run. Now I get a mouth guard in. We're, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel anything. So good. So but you do see and a couple... fucking man, a man's machine laid him low. Oh, I know. I... Never he gets the old hit by man. a fucking truck. He gets hit by a fucking truck. <laughs> oh, that's right. They back a fucking truck up into him. I mean, this guy. So it's not have... funny that he dies in a car accident, but literally, as Hans said, and I said the same thing. That's how I know we're best friends. It's like, I was like, fucker should have had his suit on. Yeah, should have suited up that car. Just never get out of it. Make it a make the car a suit. This guy, it's the ultimate. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was definitely worth the time. That was my day today. Um, so yes, Google Project Grizzly. You won't regret it. I don't know if I'm as passionate about anything else today. I watched that movie oh, Us. Yeah. You asked me for an update on that. Oh yeah. Do you uh, like it? You what do you think? It. You saw it, right? Yep, yep, yep. Ash and I watched it. I actually really, really enjoyed it. And I did too. the entire time I overthought it like I was fucking the most intellectual guy, most intellectual um luckily I did this all in my head. Intellectual, most liberal, most uh, woke individual ever. 
and I broke it yeah. down afterwards and then I looked it up online I went I read a, a an article with um, Jordan Peele and they were like mm-hmm. basically the how everybody else was like this means this and, and you we liked how you just went no 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 I um I just wanted to make a scary movie and I see what you're saying but he's like I'm a black filmmaker so I like to have African I'm an African American maybe said black yeah. doesn't matter uh, so I like to have African American protagonists that aren't protagonists in a black in a in an African American directed film just because I'm African American right. like he's like what are you talking about they're just like, a family. I just made a movie. That's it. He's like, I like to make movies where the family could be black or white. I just, it would make sense that this family's black. Yeah, I, that's what I chose. So. It, so it was super scary. It was really good. And the whole time I was going, I know what he's doing here. Oh, yeah. Oh, and man, that's, that's America, I, man. Because I, like, working at the movie theater when I did, that came out and that was like, the talk like the talk and i was like oh okay so it's gonna be similar to his other movie like socially aware like yeah yeah because that's what i love about what he talked about after um god damn i can't think of the fucking uh get out get out get out um when he was like yeah i like horror movies but i want to make like mm-hmm. sort of like a socially conscious and i was like cool so and i i love that like rope dope of it like he made everybody overthink this movie, and he was like, so. "No, I just, I, it's just, I just made a straight, weird, scary movie, and, which I think is fucking awesome." And I think he did the right. I mean, it's hard not to. After all of that, it's hard not to see because he's just too smart. He put in very there. There's themes, whether he wanted the themes to be in there or not. That's how art works. If you want to see it, yeah. you he can't stop sure. me from seeing what I want to see. Um, no. Uh, it's just like, and me. he should, it's he just should like give you breadcrumbs and you go where you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like my assemblage with the TV. It's, it's not my fault that, <laughs> that, that freshman just saw it and said, looks like a piece of shit. You queer. <laughs> not my fault. I want him to see social unrest. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I feel bad that I can't think of the main actress's name. It's a really, uh, it's a really pretty name. But she did an awesome uh, job. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but when she plays, when it's the second her, uh, that mm-hmm. gives you away. It doesn't matter. She does a really cool affect that I thought was. I feel like if awesome. you hadn't seen it, you're gonna see it. Basically, yeah. she plays well, it's the inverse of herself. If you don't know that, like doppelgangers, it's a doppelganger movie, yeah. which is awesome because it's super creepy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good. It's definitely, um, definitely at least a. I had just I'm having I've been striking out with horror movies lately. That's all, or scary movies, or whatever you want to call them. Just just getting flooded yeah. with garbage, and not garbage mm-hmm. that's good, vintage garbage. You know, not passionate garbage. I yeah. should say, just like money making garbage, small foot which garbage. Is, yeah, which is funny that you say that because Ashley and I have over the past couple weeks we have watched all of the Halloweens. Yeah. From Even the first number three, season of the witch. Number three is fucking good. Halloween season of the witch with the masks. Yes. Oh, I know it well. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Um, so it's funny because we like well after Harvey goes to sleep, we try and we have been trying to watch a horror movie. We started in September just so we could get a couple in. Sure. 
But yeah, we've been watching all the Halloweens and they hold up like they're pretty good. Like as we've as anyone who's listened to us this far knows, Hans and I can talk about Freddy and Jason. But I love that they subverted and they didn't go to the Freddy and Jason territory. And when they did, that's when it like Halloween becomes not Halloween. Yeah, H2O, Halloween H2O, is that what we're talking about? We just watched that last night, and it is so fucking bad. Because it's all shitty jump scares. Like, until that point, like, they adhere to, like, the, like, John Carpenter, like, it, like, the unset, like, the, it's not horrific, it's just really unsettling. Like, the original Halloween, like, someone in your house, Mm. and, like, you see him in the background, or, like, in one and two, they do a lot of the... POV where he walks into your house and it's like a little old man and a little old woman watching the news and he grabs the knife and you're like, is he going to fucking kill this old lady? She's like right there. And he does it. He pulls back. Yep. Like, so you're just like, Oh, 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 Oh. Whereas Halloween H2O does a lot of like me, me yeah, with the swell sure. of the music. And you're just like, it's stupid. At least I don't think they, the worst thing a, a horror movie can do well, there's many bad things. Well, let's hit. So when they made Freddy um, Matrix-like for Freddy vs. Jason and Jason. Oh, God, yeah. I was, I sat in theater. I, I shed a tear. I shed a bigger tear than when I saw Phantom yeah, yeah, yeah. Menace. Like, they were duking yeah. him. He was doing blocks. I was like, you got a fucking knife hand. Fucking just. And he's un- he's a fucking zombie man. Baby yeah. man. He should not. He knew karate. Well, and that's what, like, the thing about the Halloweens was, like, I know that, like, a lot of them end with, like, Michael Myers being shot. Blown up. And, like, disappearing or blown up. But, like, as I watched all of them, like, it's kind of earned-ish, if you can say that. Like, as you get later on, he starts to just, like, indiscriminately kill everyone he comes across. Right. But early on, like, they adhere to, like, he's just an escaped mental patient that, like gets out okay even the sixth one where they get into like the mumbo jumbo and that one has fucking paul rudd oh really is that the that's the one that came out in 2000 the first Uh, time when they brought jamie lee curtis back no that was uh 98 this one was 92 no 94 oh wow yeah okay no and like rewatching them was like fuck like placing myself in time and space i was like Oh, I was in high school then. Like, we were in middle school. Like, how did I not see this? But, like, so you have baby Paul Rudd in this movie. Like, and I really like Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd does a good job as Paul Rudd. But, like, Paul Rudd doing a serious Paul Rudd, it's the same. He does the same. It's just Ant-Man, but him going, uh, Michael Myers is coming. <laughs> you just laugh. You laugh. Yeah. You can't, you can't avoid it. Because the man's good, but the man's got range. Yeah, sure. It's like, like anything. Cary Grant, Cary Grant couldn't do comedy. He's still no. Cary Grant. Like Paul I, Rudd is Paul Rudd. He, try this. Try putting Will Ferrell in the next Friday the Thirteenth movie as an earnest sheriff. See how that works for you. Oh man, I if only you, <laughs> he would want to. I really want him to. He could. He'd be great. I'd love it. He and he, again, you just got to get in his ear. I think Will Ferrell's yeah. like he gets it. He gets yeah. it. Like if I if he gave me his number and I text that. To, Mark Cuban thing might not be chat back, but it would be a film 
about a guy trying really to create want, chat bad. I, oh man, I really want Mark Cuban's assistant to save your number. And I just want to keep kicking him. It's like the the Bill Murray phone number. Just keep kicking ideas into it, and sometime they're gonna save your number, and he'd be like, "Oh, folksy Will Ferrell as like an intense sheriff in a Jason movie." I'm Mark Cuban. I got money. Yeah, oh, I'll take coming. a bite out of that. Well, that's what I sent you. That two episodes or three episodes, and I kept getting my details wrong. They are making Friday the Thirteenth. It's not Vertigo Comics, which is defunct. Which is defunct. But it's Vertigo Films, sadly. which is LeBron, sadly, which is LeBron James Film Company. So LeBron James, for anything you want to say about him, he's too political, he's this or that. He's a hell of a basketball player, and he's got a good taste in slasher flicks. He's too political for me. He chose Jason. No thanks. What would you want him to go, Freddy? Pumpkinhead. Freddy Give me something. Freddy Dig Dunks. Dig it out of the <laughs> Freddy Dunks. Yes, I want Freddy in fucking Space Jam too. Wow. A oh no, I want movie. no no. Hold on. I want Space Jam Midnight. I want Slashers. Nice. Dunking on pros. Uh, what about, I was going to ask you when you were talking about Halloween, one, sidebar, which is not interesting to anybody listening. Are mm-hmm. you watching all those on HBO? Are they available on HBO right now? No, just- I, we have, we had, a, we have Halloween and we started watching it and then I found a couple two packs. It was Halloween two and three and then four and five. For like five bucks, eight bucks on oh, Amazon. Classic DVD in it. D- DVD in it. Nice, nice. Is Halloween now? Now back to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Are they the first to come up with the concept of what is a very now probably played out, but horrifying, horrifying um, premise that an escaped mental patient is is in your town and is fucking killing people, and you can't do anything about it because he's deranged well that was like what i like rewatching it and now that i'm older like i'd seen halloween at younger and i hadn't ever seen any of the other ones but like rewatching it now and now that i know history like and like like we are true crime people and we talked about like but the idea at that time was when they were closing down when reagan and Carter were inst- like uh, closing yeah, down institutions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like a palpable fear in like the reason Scarface worked is because there were actual a bunch of Cuban refugees dumped in fucking Miami and they were all escape mental patients and criminals and some normal people. Right. But Castro just went, fuck it, send them to Florida so that was the backdrop for Scarface. So that's why Scarface works. And that's why Miami Vice was a thing huh, because it got flooded with all of these people from Cuba. They just dumped all these refugees in Florida. So that's what I love about Halloween is just that it's that palpable fear of like they close mental institutions. It's cropsy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He escaped. But like that was in the news of just like. There was a rise in crime and like crazy people on the streets and weirdos in the woods. It's because we kicked them out of our facilities and then created a bunch of good horror movie characters. But then a lot of people just died in the fucking woods. Do you do you think of neglect, which is scarier? Horrible, horrible. Um, yeah, if you want to watch a real horror movie, watch Geraldo go in that. Uh, 
oh, whatever God. that institution was in the early It should 80s. have been closed, but there should have also been another facility to take care of, of these course, people. Of course, of course. What um what I was gonna say is, do you think they could? I was like, oh well, if they did one deranged a f- premise of one deranged mental patient, and what was going on was, and I know that's pejorative saying that. Mm-hmm. What was going on is they were releasing all these people that should not have that were sick and needed help. Could you do it with multiple people? And in an urban setting, that'd be crazy. And then I just went to, they could mm-hmm. couldn't they make like a really good DC. Arkham Asylum movie, rate that baby R. The the you know I mean, basic Joker. Wait, they made the Joker's game. Succeeding. It's just the game. It's just Can't the they game, just make yeah. the game into the movie, or do they need to? Is the game enough? Now that I'm going through it in my head, it's why not? Yeah, why they not? own it. Well, and that's like we're talking about like. That escape mental patient thing and like what was cool about Halloween, because you just mentioned Season of the Witch, is the first two Halloweens are Michael Myers. And then number three is this non. Which I feel like number three gets can be better now in the world we live in, because number three does not take place in the same world as where Michael Myers lived. But it takes place in a world where they show Halloween on TV. Yeah. So in the yeah. background, you see Halloween on TV, which Ash and I were like, that's really cool. And it has this weird supernatural, like, fucking, like, not to spoil it, but like this weird yeah. company worships, like, a piece of Stonehenge they stole. And, like, they want to kill kids and fucking bugs come out of their mouth. Like, it's really unsettling. It and is. it's really freaky in that way but it is also so it felt- considered one of the it's on the top of many people's lists as the weirdest horror movie of all time and but that's what i liked about it because you could see what halloween was trying to do in that like it was way ahead of its time but it was kind of like a black mirror yep exactly like, we had scared people with an escape mental patient but under the banner of still produced by john carpenter we're going to call this Halloween. It's going to be scary, but it has the only connective tissue is that you see Halloween on the screen. And it's Halloween. That's connective tissue. And it happens on Halloween. So I was like, oh, man, if this movie had only done better, there yeah. would have just been this cool series of weird, mm-hmm. scary yep. Halloween. Could have been ghosts or other weird serial killers or fucking druids. I feel like that's what happened is they kind of it just didn't they dropped the ball on like production the value and and stuff and and they just didn't see it through and then it didn't wasn't as finely polished of a of a project and then immediately they got scared after that They're like fuck it no but and Jason's it's money. still doing good crew right. he's still doing good go back go back to Myers and I think like I don't know the timeline but I think that's when like Jason and Freddie were just like hitting it on all cylinders and doing just the same stuff regurgitated. So they got scared because they're like, let's not invent, which in this day and age makes complete and total sense because we're just fucking remakes. Like it makes sense to anyone. Like, why would you do anything new and call it Halloween? Like just fucking remake it. Even the new Halloween, which I really like. Yeah. Is a fucking weird remake. It's good, but it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Could have done something different, I guess. Yeah, I wondered. Hey, those guys are at the helm. I, I, I wish I had their phone number. I need a lot of phone numbers. I got just some hit, text to Could you text up. Cuban to see if you can get Danny McBride's phone number or you, Bill Murray's phone number to get Danny McBride's phone number? Should I text Cuban and ask him for somebody else's number? Oh, so, should. should I go, yes. well, I'm, I assume this is you passing. Can I get yeah. a, I don't know, a bald guy or hardcore Elon chick Musk. from the show? What's oh, the dude from Omaha? Uh, the old guy from Omaha that eats at Dairy Queen every day. The steak guy? Oh, uh, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Can I get Buffett on the horn? Who's notorious at not liking phone calls as well. He's a text man. And he says the key to his success is saying no 99% of the time. I just need to be that 1%, dog. <laughs> I will ask you 99% of the time until you say yes to me 1% of the time. Uh, um, oh, if only we could hound Warren Buffett into just paying us to leave him alone. Wouldn't, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, he's got all that money. He's not given to his kids. Give it to us a little bit. Take it all around to rich people that aren't giving us their money and we'll land on <laughs> Bill Gates. Heard anything about him lately? Jovi Tin? Should we open it for him? Maybe, because... After 2015, which is after Jeffrey Epstein got out of prison, one of his closest buds was Bill Gates, who was donating money to Epstein's foundations and the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not only that, he stayed at his plate. Bill Gates can stay. I'm assuming Bill Gates has a apartment in Manhattan. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. He decided to yeah. sleep at Epstein's place <laughs> on a regular couch? basis. So Just you're the hotel. You you're the nicest hotel. You're the one who told me about how he would, um, what's it called? Honeypot. These people in. Mm-hmm. How easy is Bill Gates of a honeypot? That's low hanging fruit, dude. Speaking of honeypot. Hey, baby. You want to say hi? Hey, you. Did you just take a bath, little guy? You did take a bath. What time is it? That's fine. Too. Oh. Cause I got headphones on. How are you? Oh, I don't got. I wish I had nose phones on after that one. Blow Casey a kiss. Blow Casey a kiss. Oh, you're not even on the screen. There you are. Blow him a kiss. Don't you love how bald she looks? Bald with the like an old man. I know. Like don't her and Harvey. Her. <laughs> her and Harvey are twins in that regard. Like just that thin blonde hair. I love you. Go to bed. Say bye bye. Blow kiss. It's like, God, I blow so many goddamn kisses. Uh, my lips are chapped from these kisses. Good night, baby. See you later. Good night, Meg. Good girl. <laughs> case. I heard that. I heard that. Or you say a nutcase. Uncle nutcase. <laughs> Whoa. Get the <laughs> uncle nutcase. Get the butterfly net, dude. He's bananas. You say Uncle Nutcase. You say Uncle Nutcase. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You said Peeny? How dare you? (laughs) Not to me. Night, guys. Love you. Good old Uncle Penis. We're almost done. I think we've hit all the Freddy flicks. (laughs) I think we might, 
we're up there for the running. I know they do the old potties or whatever they call it, the Caskies Awards. If there's a category for most times talked about Freddy and Jason, not on a horror podcast, but I think we're up there. I think there. we keep, we're, we're in. Definitely, we have a, there's a certain aspect of joyous arrested development. Because <laughs> I do, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get on here to be goofy and talk about Friday the 13th. Definitely on a weekly, I, I think about it. <laughs> Just hits me as it I'm driving. Going, yeah. Huh. I love that. I love Jason takes man. I like it. I like the idea. I was after, which was so funny because after we've watched all these Halloweens, I was like, Ashley has not, not seen any of the other Friday, the 13th or nightmare on Elm streets. And I was like, what's so cool about Halloween by comparison. It's like tighter. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't quite get super silly. Like, I don't want to say jump the shark because that doesn't matter. It's pejorative. It doesn't like there. They exist because I was like, there is one Friday, like Jason takes Manhattan. She's like, it's really called Jason takes Manhattan. I was like, he literally just like takes Manhattan. Well, the Muppets took it too. There was a Manhattan craze. It was, there was a, there was a late eighties Manhattan craze. Let's not get it twisted. Now as an older conspiracy theorist, that was, the state of New York paying movies to say, please take Manhattan because no one's coming. Yes. I mean, Casey, you're probably not wrong. Now everybody shoots in New York because New York is, is, is what it is. And awesome. And it's we don't have to safe. subsidize. You know they were subsidizing that shit because they almost went fucking bankrupt. The front page was Gerald Ford saying, New York, you're fucked. They, the United States was literally ready for New York to go fucking under. John Carpenter made Escape from New York based on the phrase that Manhattan was so yeah. crime-infested and shitty that no one would ever go there. So there's a reason. And it's an island. It's a crime island, which is crazy to think about. The mindscape of my life from growing up and watching 80s movies into the 90s movies is that classic dark Manhattan yeah. skyline with the yellow windows like lit up. New Jack City. That's it. Fucking yeah. like King Absolutely. of New York. Like Absolutely. New York is a nightmare place that I have to be in. That's why L.A. will always be, you know, Compton to me because I love Boys in the <laughs> yeah. Hood too much. Yeah, it's true. So when I hear about the wildfires going on, I go, oh, oh no, Compton's on fire, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Thank God more, more Chestnut's character's not alive to see this. Just a burning grave. I was thinking about that movie today. Why was I thinking about that? Hip hop. I was just reminiscing. I was just like, oh, I, I was thinking about like, movies I was to watch. Made a reference to, to it because I always reference it. Like, I love it. Bull's hat. Nobody will Bulls ever hat. get that reference. Like, no, I know it's only a reference for you and I because it cracked us up. Jerry it's just like, it, but if you can, if you know it, it's. Mm, it's tasty. That it's character. a tasty treat. That Jerry Curl, high bull's hat with and the, the French scariest eye. guy. Hey, he's the scariest man fries. I've ever seen on film. <laughs> he is at the so time. horrifying. That movie. Give. I could have watched. I could have watched any yeah. Friday the Thirteenth at that time. And I watched that movie when I was that movie came out in nineteen ninety. It was eight years old. I watched that movie, yeah. and it, I stayed awake for seventy two hours. Friday so the 13th, I slept like a baby, but that movie horrified me. 
it's just the perfect character balance because Morris Chestnut's character is so dopey and sweet. Yep. And Ice Cube's character is so like a classic like Western guy. Like he doesn't want to be here, but he's got to be here yep. to protect his family. And then fucking Greasy Bull's hat guy is just mean. He's the black hat. He's just evil. He's just evil. And, and then he's wearing my bulls. The bulls of... The bulls of old. Goodness. They're the good bulls are good. Is that technically pre Jordan bulls? No, that's Jordan bulls. No, I think this was like you used to be a psychopath to wear a pre Jordan bulls hat. Who was that guy? <laughs> Maybe he was exactly like, Dude. no, I like the bulls when it was Who likes the bulls? Jack, Jack ransom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fuck is Jack ransom? <laughs> Most penalties in the league. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They def- okay. definitely had like a, like a, we got Tony Rook and how is that not, can we go back in time and write the Michael Jordan episode about the team before Michael Jordan? And it's just Jack ransom and Nick, the hammer Hammerson. Like they're just like thugs and criminals and Italian. That is such a funny idea where you like hype up the bulls franchise, the documentary it's coming. And then it's the Chicago the Bulls, Michael Jordan. 1978 to 1986. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, what? Wait, what? It was the era of Chip Glassley and Donald Chunt. <laughs> and the ball was passed 5,000 times. They actually rode bulls. Chunt to Glassley, Glassley to Chunt, Chunt to Glassley, Glassley to Chunt, and the the clock's going down, Glassley to Chunt, Chunt to Glassley, and a layup. Final score, 16 to (laughs) 8. They beat the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Grass Blades. The Dusters rolled into town. I love that. That's so funny. And five of them died of tuberculosis. You don't hear about us. The Bulls didn't necessarily have a story franchise prior, did they? I don't think so. I literally can't. Which is funny because I, I, we are, we are ne- both of us nearly forty years old. I have never thought about the Bulls pre Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. I was just gonna which, say uh, we missed the ball, man. We had so much time to make. We might have come upon something. What's it called? Where people talk about like a, it's a, it's like a shadow runny thing. People do it in reference to a, a political leader that. Most pe- oh, many Mandela people, effect. We might have run into the Bulls. The Bulls effect. effect. <laughs> I can't think of a single time the Bulls existed before Michael Jordan. I've seen a lot of old basketball documentaries. I yeah, think nothing. this is like a, they never played the Celtics. Nope. They never played the Lakers when they were in Minnesota. Seventy Sixers, Mavericks. I haven't seen anything about the Bulls pre San Antonio Pistols. No, or no, they were called the. Uh, 45s or something they had a cool fucking they were Did named they after really? a gun yeah. i bet the logo I, was just two pistols crossed and i was like oh that's that a fucking team awesome. yeah i love that shit uh it's just like well so why was why why were washington why were they the washington bullets just because bullets are fast i mean it is I ironic think, i we all know where no going, i think but. it was it was meant to not be derogatory like denigrating yeah but it just so happened it was like oh it's washington dc and it's crime addled oh you're called the bullets and they're like no we meant it like you said it's fast it's cheeky it's like the zoom or the this 
Yeah, apparently we all talk about how Manhattan was a little rough in the eighties. Apparently Washington DC fucking was DC a and Baltimore, Jesus. War zone, no man's land. Which is shitty to think of. And and that being said, I, I hear it's no picnic in certain areas today, which is crazy because it is so filthy rich with money that they I, I guess I don't know where it goes. Goes to Gallus. Goes out into the city and then out in a fucking suitcase. Right. Yeah. Uh, casino style. Goes back to, to South <laughs> South Dakota with fucking John Thune. No, it goes to the back of an Italian grocery in, in Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> this uh, guy arguing with his mom. That's weighs, what I love. That's my weighs, favorite part. Weighs about fucking. forty pounds. Well, you know, what is that? Uh, I think it's okay. It's, it's about a million and a half. There, it's not bad. <laughs> yes, that movie. It's I've I I'm sad that I'm burned out on that movie and I haven't watched that movie in three years, but I just know uh, it's so front and back. Watched it so much, yeah. It's one of those. Are you excited for the Irishman? <sighs> yeah, I am. Yeah, flat out. I, yeah. Same here. I, I'm gonna enjoy it a lot. I'm sure of it. I I love him as a filmmaker. I love the genre. Um, I I just know I he's love, not gonna let me down. It's gonna be uh, like three actors. hours long. Sure. So I know it's going to get, they de-aged them. That's why it took so long to come out because there was, they cover so much content. All three of those characters play younger versions of themselves, middle-aged versions of themselves, and then them now. They so I'm like, I'm ready. They yeah, that's why it, yeah, that's why it took so long because Scorsese used the best de-aging like the stuff they use in the Marvel movies to make like Mike Michael Douglas look like young Michael Douglas or you know like Chris Hemsworth look old or Chris Evans look old so you got the best but he had these like I guess there are these like super intense acting scenes that he got these amazing fucking actors Pesci fucking De Niro to do but the fucking effects like dead face them Oh, bummer. So he's like, no, fuck you, do it again. Oh, good. So, so they yeah. capped, like, this movie should have come out, like, three years ago. I was hearing about it when we lived in New York. For real. Yeah. Um, no, legit. I will say this about Scorsese, so it, I think which it's is... going to be cool, because he's like, fuck you, technology, make it work, or I'm not fucking doing it. Well, here's the thing about a little treat insider, inf- Scorsese, obviously, one of the great American filmmakers one of the great filmmakers, but also it's very hard to find him other than he did like a Polaroid commercial. Like he, to this day, just what you're talking about, he'll Mm -hmm. fucking take the, he'll put himself out there. You think he's like, when he's on this project for three years, he's not missing opportunities, missing chances for money, making, you know, making people tense that he needs to work with. Like he's willing to take risks. Like when he made, I heard, um, Gangs of New York, which was his passion mm-hmm. project. He's born and bred in New York, grew up with that book, grew up with the legend. He makes Gangs of New York while it was critically panned and a they lot of people like it. They built that city. They built the city. Italy. He spent his own money on that movie. Like, finally, they, oh, the shit. studio gave him some money and they were like, we can't give any more. He said, okay. He spent, like, another $50 million of his own money making it. And that m- number might be low, to be honest with you. He fucking sunk everything That's he did into movie. it. And that movie did not make that money back. No. Probably has now, but it didn't do what it was expected. 
immediately and and doesn't matter but he was broke legit broke he spent all his money uh studios stepped away from him after that because not only did he not get his money back but they obviously didn't get a return on it um oh, to the that point was fucking miramax and they're yeah. fucking skin flints yeah so he took a he took a lot of heat, but he didn't care. He still says it's one of his favorite at the time that I was hearing about this. Still one of his favorite projects. Uh, he loved it. He he went over like, and he made sure that that's like the set or whatever is like intact. Mm-hmm. You can go tour it in Italy. Right. I was he, just gonna say they like sell tickets. You can yeah. go. So I mean, he was doing his thing. And here's what the difference between Icon broke and you and I broke. Like when he was completely bankrupt he was still at the same time uh he, this is when they were transforming the plaza into private residences and mm-hmm. you had to be the elite of the elite to get one and he got one and it was totally getting remodeled and set up and while he was doing that he was renting out uh, essentially an entire floor in the plaza hotel so he was bankrupt but i'm cash poor movie bankrupt but... yeah yeah so i don't want to sell one of my things i have things that's not even mc hammer on oprah saying oprah i'm broke but i'm mc hammer broke but mc hammer was broke broke. (laughs) he was fucking broke but he was but he was an h face he wasn't toilet broke his toilet wasn't broke when i'm broke right he can still do branson if you can still do branson you ain't toilet broke yeah exactly you'll know i'm toilet broke because you know, we'll be uh, ham radio in this podcast. <laughs> the fucking lights are out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing this by match light. Oh, uh, I'm excited <laughs> I'm just, for I was just going to say that the, the bean cans are out. Like the <laughs> knives are out. <laughs> the bean lids are out. <laughs> That's a night. That would be a, that would be an, an ultimate opening scene to a scary movie. Yeah. Like just a, and bean can suicide which is the name of this episode <laughs> just being a suicide just some guy inviting you into a room and then making you watch him slit his own throat with the bean can lid i'm oh i'm done i don't know where the movie's gonna go from there i'm sick to my stomach Casey, it's scary as fuck we come up with an amazing idea every episode and i just got one. Oh, by the way by the way i'm wearing this just for you this is an audio <laughs> the podcast DB, baby <laughs> It's so deep. I feel, yeah, again, I'm going to have to go take my back alley heart pump shower. (laughs) It really, and the different, and now I have like dad tits. So (laughs) it's like, I fill it out. It's really sexy. It is. Um, I feel like Daniel from Schitt's Creek. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh, we have a good idea every episode. Here it is. The name of this collage it's called mm-hmm. Bean Can Suicide. For <laughs> yeah. holidays, you can put onto the screen of your television, say, a flaming log, say, a window with snowflakes, say, so this is just a montage of horrifying suicides that you put on for Halloween. You know what you need to do. Text Mark Cuban to get us the number for the people at Shudder. Which is the horror movie streaming service because Hulu does all these awesome holiday vignettes, which are they have the classic log. They do a turkey cooking Mm -hmm. for five hours. One of my favorite is just the sap dripping in the forest. Mm -hmm. 
like get shot around the horn. I want gruesome. I want a gruesome sad scene. I just want a static shot of a of a body under a sheet. Yeah, I mean, Cops talking in the background. I know. It like you said, stupid, a slow suicide. This is de- I, if I came across it, this is my litmus. If I came across it, like one, the title, I'd have to click it. Bean can suicide. <laughs> Two, <laughs> my jaw would drop. <laughs> and then I'd be like, this is like we're having people over for Halloween this year. We, we did last year, just like a few people. And we we have like the whatever it is, the, the thing that hologram stuff on the side of the house. I have my my um, father, son and the Holy Ghost, Freddie, yeah. Mike Myers thing. You know, I decorate the house a little bit. And then I feel like last year we just had a, a jack-o'-lantern on the TV with like flickering lights. Like I would put that on my TV in a heartbeat. And I if I had a it. Yeah, I fucking got it. OK, you said bean can suicide. and You're talking about Thanksgiving. All I could think about is that jiggly uh, fucking cranberry with the bean with the ridges from the can yeah, just yeah. sitting on a plate like super tight super high res so if we're doing bean can suicide we'll do either that or just a can of like beans like refried beans in the can form just sitting on a plate yep super tight super close called bean can suicide and then all you see is bodies in action in the background and it's horrific sounds the sounds of like Attacks. I just, yeah. but it's just a close up on this bean can, mm-hmm. and just all of the everything happens in the back. Like you're trying to solve like a, a cold case file, but you can't see anything but this like bean can log. Is it like everything cranberry speeding log. up around it? Like everything's going fast around it, so it's sped up, but you're or still just tight background. on the background. Like you can't. Yeah. Like it's nice. It's well lit, but everything's like. Has that gossam blur? Like you can't really sure. make yeah. out what's happening because it's too tight on your bean can suicide. Right. And there's a lot of time that transpires. So you're like, "What did he say to his wife?" I don't yeah. think this is gonna. And then you hear her on the phone, and then she leaves, and then he says something. You're like, "I think there's like a, someone's gonna murder somebody in here." I wish they suicide. would move the the camera off of this bean, this can of beans. Or it could just be a static can of beans. So do you ever show, do you end with the obvious? Like camera I think pans if you, over if you and could, it's a guy you, being no, himself? No, you just, you Don't see the, like, the action in the background. Possibly. Like, you know, like out of frame, Halloween style. Because I've been watching a lot of Halloween. Like, you see something that looks like someone choking somebody, like in the back, in the living room somewhere, like a candlestick or something. Now, here's how you end it. All this stuff's happening. And you stay tight on the bean can. And just then, a pair of farting butt cheeks. And then just a non-payoff. No, just from the side, you just see. Pick any utensil that doesn't make. Let's just say it's a fork. From the side, a fork comes in slowly from the side with a hand, and it hits the bean can on the side and just knocks the can of beans over. You just see the beans <laughs> spill onto like the a... table, but it's just a slow like fork that comes in doesn't like eh, jab the bean just slowly pushes it over like topples it over and then goes back out of frame and then it's you're like just watching very david lynchian like yeah. the can tips over and then you get like a pixelated like fake scream like <laughs> a quick you're like i sat here for six hours for that bean can suicide oh that'd be oh god if only again it's like yeah 
if I had the means, I would have that open on October 31st in all major urban areas. I'd take eight screens per city and have a bean can suicide. That's it. You should start at October no screenings, 1. No screenings. For it just critics. runs live for 31 days. Yes, if that's the Bill Gates money. That's what I'm saying. He's going to go to the slammer. That money's got to go somewhere. That's true. We'll I give him his own his bean number. can suicide. He don't, I, I don't, I don't need his number. Away. He'll be begging to put me on his visitor list. <laughs> this guy's got great. This guy <laughs> at least it. keeps me entertained. Can you? Oh, he's back again. So tell me this. Let's go out on this over under. How does Bill mm-hmm. Gates do in the can? Okay. Not great. I, I don't think Bill Gates makes it to the can if he's going. If he goes, though. Oh, you think being can suicide? I think. I, I literally think being can suicide. Like, not a chance. Like, Or, or does he just Epstein, does he go to the moon? Epstein's got a machismo because Epstein's a manipulator. Yeah. And then he being can suicided himself, quote unquote. Yeah. Bill Gates is a fucking nerd. He's a nerd, but then he's been really fucking rich Pampered and powerful yeah. for two thirds of his entire life. Yeah. There is no, he has no tough guy. He has no bone in his body. I'm I'm kind of a spineless jellyfish of a person, yeah. but I can like bristle. Like he's all like, he's ludifisk man. Yeah, like he's, he's got like wet fish. He's going to like bean can suicide. There's no I- way. No I, fucking way. I He's got so much money. Couldn't you see him maybe defecting to a place with no extradition? And then, like, you know, of course, the United Someone's States, he's such a big fish. Then. He's such a big fish that America will still try and cooperate to get him extradited. And then, basically, I foresee him building his own Escobar-style prison where they're like, no, we aren't going to extradite him. He's but we'll put him guy. in his own prison here. He's got and the he, money to do that? He ain't no Escobar, dude. He's a fucking weenie rich dude from Seattle who just stayed a weenie rich dude. But if you get Gates, you essentially become a player in the global stage instantly. So you need you're like, a, you can build again, your prison in Ecuador, Bill, and we're now gonna all go of a sudden you're a, a, to another one of the richest countries. Yeah. JP classic reference, fucking worm tongue. You're going to worm tongue Gates? What, to get him out of prison? Or no, just him... to like run it. You're the tough guy, and you're going to be like, no, use your money to build your own prison. If I was in Gates's orbit, and he was going down, cause he, but he wasn't guilty, because I don't support guilty Gates, but if he was going down, <laughs> I'd be like, Bill, what are you going to do, go to prison? Get that bean, no take that bean no can way. out of his hand. I just slap it out of his hand. And I'd say, no, 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 no. Let's build you a prison in I don't know, Peru. All right. Palatial estate, cocaine, pool tables, tequila. I don't. He, here's my thing is like, he's too juicy of a target for someone like the CIA and the American government. He has nothing to give them unless he gives, he flips on someone else who's bigger than him. Nobody's bigger than him. They're no one bigger than him. He's got so much fucking money. So like, you're fucking done. Oh, you went to Europe? You want to pull the fucking Roman Polanski? We get all of your money. Yes. And then then they, they take the chips and they go, 
we don't ever want to see you again. And then he's just a fucking nerd in France with no money. Until Grimmius Worm Tongue's in his ear and says, Chad back. Chad back. And then we bring him back, baby. Backwards jerseys. We're bringing him back. Bill Gates is back with Chad back. Can you imagine a greater fall <laughs> Me, for you, the world's richest Bill Gates, man? Mark Cuban. <laughs> they Harvey them, Weinstein. They call them... You've seen the Rat Pack. You've seen the Brat Pack. They're back. The chat They're pack. Chat Pack. They're the Chat Back Pack. Or the Shat Pack. We're not we're not allowed in Las Vegas, so we made our own Las Vegas. Yeah. The only, in only... Serbia. <laughs> you beat me to a shitty country part. Not shitty country, but you, you beat me to an off, you know, we're in the Congo. <laughs> Just sweating bullets. It's just like, <laughs> Bill, when are the AC units coming in? It's hot here. Uh, yeah, chat back. We don't have AC money. Just oh. hot. It's me. It's just fucking fat Harvey Weinstein and you and I grousing about like playing cards. Oh, that's so funny. When's Mark Cuban going to cut us all a check? Yeah, I haven't seen Cuban in a while. Where's Gates? Where's the bean cans? <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all fighting. It's like that amazing kids in the hall sketch we're not where necessarily, they're fighting over the ketchup. We're all fighting we're over the one bean can. We're not necessarily worried about him committing suicide. We're just like, don't ruin our beans. It's all we have to eat. It's just us fighting over the, the food key, the golden <laughs> food key to open our key because we live in fucking the United Emirates, you know? It's in the desert. <laughs> Jetbag, so baby. Investment. Hey, just for all you out there, uh, you know, we don't solicit often, but we're going to solicit today. Just send us $10 each in an envelope cash, <laughs> but make it cover. Put that cash in a piece of paper and fold it over so the mail creeps. You can't see it's cash, right? Um, send it my way. Send it <laughs> yeah. to Mark Cuban's address. Show them that we're legit. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of Hans and Case. Pinky suicide. Just courtesy of my phone number because I didn't notice. I didn't, oh, that's true. I didn't involve myself. Mean. I didn't give him my name because I want him to know I'm in business. I don't want <laughs> him wanna, to, you know. You, honey you, trap you. Yeah, I don't want him to, to take my idea just because of my name. You know? <laughs> I'm like Cinderella. A good strong name, this guy, Hans. Ooh, nice. I want to. I want to leave my handle behind at the end of the party, and he's got to match the handle to the face. <laughs> he's got to match nineties king to floating lizard. Was nineties king? <laughs> you accept him with open arms. And he just falls to your feet. You're the pope. He's Charlemagne. And you're like, yes. You are the king of all Christendom. I mean, if you do think of entrepreneurial uh, cowboys of the 90s, I think Cuban's your guy, right? Yeah. Or the literal 90s cowboy who started for the Bulls in 1985 (laughs) and then got got sent to Gillette for gun charges. (laughs) Oh, man. What is the word I'm thinking of where it's the... The opposite of the world. They call it the not reckoning. The 
it is not the upside down it is the what's it called the parallel it's basically like a parallel universe it is the beetle goes multi (laughs) it is all right beetle goes multi we'll go with that no one bean can no bean can goes multi (laughs) no we need multi bean cans because chat back didn't work bill (laughs) instead of the terminator it's just this ominous bean can Imagine if we were running Jonestown. Trimming the multiverse. If we were running Jonestown, and instead of the the, the flavor aid that everyone's give for suicide, we're just like, this is not a drill. And we just start <laughs> handing out bean can lids. You gotta eat the beans first, then you gotta use the lid. Oh, Always said you'd a, have a full belly. That'd be a darker, darker next day that people would find. That's the real Jim Jones. <laughs> If, Yo, yeah, Jim Jones, Jim Jones. What is this bean can suicide? And it's just eight, um, eight, you know, 800 people oh, committing mass suicide. Why are they attached bean to Mark can. Cuban? Uh, Harvey Weinstein, and Bill Gates, and then two guys we don't know who did a podcast? Yeah, who are these? Exec- in Serbia? This is the craziest movie, but why is it executive <laughs> produced by Bill Gates and Mark Cuban? Uh. <laughs> They're just in the fucking sweatpants with bean cans for boots. Oh, man. Oh, that was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. These guys work for Big Bean. They're on the end. They're on the take for Big Bean. Go, go, yeah. <laughs> There's a surprising uptick in bean sales, bean can sales, and, and suicide. suicide. <laughs> Welcome to the multi. That's the next Black Mirror episode. <laughs> the bean can episode. Oh, we're doing it. We're writing it. Again, you know, everybody, FX Files taught me anything. Everybody's got to have a weird one. And you want a weird one? Bring us on board. We'll give you a bean can. What episode of X Files do they talk about? They talk about the Mongoloid hillbilly episode, right? Right, exactly. And with uh, fucking Black Mirror, they talk about the goat fucker episode, the pig fucker yep. episode. We're the next pig fucker. We're bean can suicide. Bean can suicide. I'm getting that tattooed across my back. I've, I'm getting a sublime style back I'm getting tattoo. it on my inner lip. <laughs> no, just a can of beans and a neck. <laughs> it's like one of those pictograms. Open bean can plus neck equals... That is kind of, I have always kind of a little shied away from those just symbolic pick and stick tattoos, but I'd get a, I'd get a bean can with, you know, the jagged lid open on it. Mm-hmm. That said yeah. suicide for the label. <laughs> yeah, right. Instead of like Heinz, suicide. Yeah. What would it be? A can of beans, jaggy lid. You've got the label. It just says bean. It just underneath a, it's it, just a noose. <laughs> I was going to say it just says salvation. I, or, yeah, it's a bean, you know, like the cartoon where the can gets scrunched in the middle. So it's a noose yeah. hanging with a, it's hanging a bean can, you know, swinging back and forth. I don't know. Now I'm stretching. How many bean can suicide riffs can you go? You tell us, honey. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, man. So, Henning, we're going to need a montage. Of suicides. Yeah. Animated, of course. It's got to be better than Smallfoot. 
take that small foot. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Who are the sharks? They're self-made millionaire and billionaire investors who are entrepreneurs themselves. And Mark Cuban, notorious billionaire entrepreneur and the outspoken owner of the Dallas Mavericks. So it's a compilation of suicides, but there's a bean can in front. You're fired. What about chat back?